Welcome back to Precisely Nowhere. I'm so excited to be back for another episode. And I'm a little congested today. So if I'm taking some pauses, it's because I'm drinking some water so that I can get through the episode. I was so excited to, I am excited to record. It's my first episode of 2024 because I had batched some content in December so I could take a little bit of a break and just reflect, recharge. My nine to five job closes at the end of the year for the week, which is amazing. And I decided I would give myself a break from my side hustle too. I still worked on the podcast in other ways, but you know, those ways were experiencing life and planning 2024 some high-level goals for Q1, which in corporate America speak is four quarters in a year, not trying to explain something that people might know. But sometimes I say these terms to my family and they're like, what are you talking about? So Q1 is January, Feb, March, and then Q2, April, May, June, Q3, July, August, September, Q4, October, November, December. So made some goals for Q1 for the podcast. And I worked on outlines for episodes through March, which is amazing because I was just inspired and I had time to really like reflect and think. And during that time, my dad was actually in the hospital, which is another reason why it hasn't come up on earlier episodes is because I had recorded them before he was in the hospital and he is at home recovering now. And on the mend, he got a really bad case of pneumonia that wasn't treatable the typical way that you treat pneumonia, which is through antibiotics like bacterial ammonia, which I think is the common type that people get. So he did not have that type. And luckily, he got the help that he needed. And but he had to stay at the hospital since he had an uncommon rare type. They were figuring out how to treat him. So thank you to everyone that reached out. It is a scary feeling. You know, that's part of life. As we get older and we're faced with different experiences and taking care of your parents is something that I haven't had much experience doing, aside from small, insignificant things. But something like this, it was a lot. And I'm grateful that I was close to home and able to keep my dad company and be there and like hear from the doctors firsthand and support him just like he would be there if I were in the hospital. But wild to just have that life milestone happen. 2023 hit me with lots of life milestones, like a lot. (laughs) When I think of 2023, I'm like, great year, but a lot. (laughs) And most of it, I did to myself. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not complaining and I'm, I'm so grateful for the life milestones that happened, but I got some advice from my financial manager and he was telling me about how, you know, every person you go through so many life milestones, like every, I think it's like at least one every few years. And in 2023, I went through two or three moving, moving like across the country Living with a partner was another one. I mean, sharing finances to an extent. We don't have bank accounts, but becoming more intertwined. Living with a partner. And I had contemplated potentially buying a house until I did my research more and realized 
there wasn't a way that I was going <laughs> to afford a house in California. Uh, the only way I was going to afford a house in America is if I moved to like the middle of nowhere and I was trying to move near my family. So buying a house got put on the back burner, still a goal eventually. And at this point, I've been dabbling around with maybe I won't buy a house. Maybe I'll just buy property in another country and then move to that other country eventually is my plan that I like to joke about with Marco and he seems down for it. So I already have an aunt that is in Germany and she has no plans of coming back to America. So I have, I have someone out there, you know, it is a thought I'm noodling on really. It just gets me excited also. Like maybe I will own a piece of property, but it'll be beachside in Italy or Greece or Spain, Spain, because if you didn't know this, if you have Mexican citizenship because Spain colonized Mexico, you can get Spanish citizenship. You have to, I don't know all of the details and logistics, but you have to live there for, I think, at least two years and have your Mexican citizenship as well. So at, that is something that I am looking into doing in 2024 because I just also I am 100% Mexican and want to be able to go back to the homeland. Granted, there are a lot of dangerous places, so, you know, with caution, but I also would really love a get out of America quickly card if I ever need to use it. And and really for my kids, because I do want to have kids and the state of the world is the state of the world. And I'm hoping that people will come together and we will start really paying attention more to the environment and helping with, you know, manage global warming because it's here, but we can still manage it. Like we really do still have, we can make an impact as, you know, I feel like a lot of people are like, it, it's all gone to shit anyway. And it's like, no. <laughs> If you do your research and take a minute to not scroll on TikTok or Instagram, educate yourself a little bit, not trying to sound condescending, you'll find that there are ways that we can all do our part, even if it's a small part. So just noodle on that, you know, for the sake of the next generation. We are also going to be a lot of us on this earth for a minute. So I would like to not be dealing with some of the things that are happening in other countries and just the rising waters and it's a whole thing. That is not what this episode's about though. So getting off that soapbox and getting back to the purpose of today's episode, which is all about embracing our growth era and life is about growth. So growth era is, you know, for me, I'm like, let this continue. But embracing 2024 the good and the bad not everything is rainbows and sunshine and in my life as well like i spent most of my holiday in a hospital that wasn't ideal but i could sit here and harp on the fact that i was in the hospital most of the day for a week or embrace the experience and try to make the most of it and i am glad that I took that route because it made the experience like in the present moment much more manageable and it still was stressful and I had days where I would come home and cry 
and part of it was because I had built up so much emotion. Like I was trying to be so strong for my dad and I knew he was like scared and he was the one going through it, like his body. So I was trying to be a rock to him that I felt like he needed. And I had moments when I was vulnerable with him and, you know, told him like how I was feeling and that I was scared too. But in the moment, like in the scary moments, I, I just wanted to be strong for him because sometimes we need that as people. And he's been there so many times for me. So I, you know, I had a choice in helping reassure him and keep him positive. And that meant like holding in some of my emotions and who knows if that's healthy, but I'm so grateful for my mom and Marco, my boyfriend, because, and people that were checking in on me because it, it did, it did really help knowing that, you know, people, people were there and had my dad in his thoughts and it did take off some of the pressure because, you know, you're just like, you want, you're, you're just trying to be everything. Like I was trying to be positive and, but also retain all this information that the doctors were telling us and help my dad see the bigger picture because when things happen to us it is so easy to get caught in that like moment of why is this happening to me this sucks like it's so hard to see through the fog and i know that from experience like i have narcolepsy that is in incurable they think autoimmune disease but it's something that happened to me when i was 13 and I had a hard journey of, you know, getting diagnosed and learning to live with it. But I am glad that I had people in my corner that encouraged me to learn to live with it and accept that this has happened to me and reminding me of the great life that I still could have had and have had. And in the moment, you know, I had my mood swings and tantrums because I was also a hormonal teenager and felt like just the whole world that I had imagined, like driving crest, like even I can't drive long distances because it's not safe. So I still have my license, but I try to keep it to like 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes after that. I'm like, it, I just want to be safe and I would never jeopardize my safety or anyone else's safety. So, you know, you have to hold yourself accountable and keep that in mind. And everyone's different also with their narcolepsy. So that being said, it's hard to see through the fog and the terrible thing that is happening to us sometimes with manifesting, which has really helped me. The manifesting has helped me make it more of a second nature to tap into the, okay, what's the bigger picture in life? Like recently what happened in my life and it made me realize that my manifesting and consistency to reframe my thoughts and think with a positive problem-solving mindset, still realistic, but bigger picture has really paid off and is becoming truly second nature where probably three years ago, this would have been the worst experience. And I would have probably talked about it a lot, but in a, a negative way and internally like held, you know, onto it and resented why this happened to my dad or me and my brain doesn't default to that anymore. And I'm so grateful and happy that I can see the bigger picture still and have faith. And I'm not traditionally religious. Like I'm confirmed and Catholic and I went to church occasionally growing up, but faith can mean different things and have 
many forms and it doesn't have to necessarily be religious. Um, you can have faith in what you are trying to manifest and what the bigger picture of your life might want to be and faith that the outcome that you want is going to come to fruition and come to life. So if you are going through a tough time, you know, life is going to happen. And in my head, I'm like, life's going to life. <laughs> and, but you can find ways to cope with things. Like when you feel like things aren't stopping. I felt like that over the holiday break. I was like, okay, I finally have a break from work. And then, bam. <laughs> uh, I'm in the hospital for a week. I am not sitting on my couch catching up like on all of my TV shows like I had planned. And that happened. But with my bigger picture thinking and trying to see perspective, I had a experience that has moments that I can look back and laugh and smile and it sounds cheesy but it's true um like I took a, my Polaroid camera to the hospital we did a New Year's with my dad Marco and I and did our New Year's Eve traditions that we usually do but we did them there and took pictures to I took other pictures to capture the memories like I was there physically present and have those memories with me but also having physical memories and played dominoes with my dad and watched TV on like a regular TV and old movies and be careful for the fact that my dad was going to be okay and that I was able to be there and spend time with him and because I wouldn't be able to do that when I was in New York it would have been harder it would have been a lot more for me to fly across the country and so I'm I'm grateful for manifesting and if you ever feel like you're going through things and you are in a slump and need some friendly and outside perspective please hit me up instagram dms is more reliable for you to hit me up but i know that it can be so hard to get through that fog i don't want anyone to get left behind so hit me up. Anyone that knows me knows that I keep it real. I have empathy and can listen to what your problem or predicament might be, but also try to give you some sound advice. That's where my manifesting has helped me. Remember the bigger picture and remember that we can only control us. We can't control what happens to us, but we can control how we react to them, how our thoughts are framed and our experiences. So you are powerful and don't ever forget that. Remember to try to focus your, your thoughts on the reality that you want, not the thing that you're afraid that's going to happen, your worst fears, but reframe your thoughts on what you want to happen. It's such a small thing and it could sound like, duh, you know, but if you really think about it, a lot of us default to like, oh, but this is going to happen. And then I'm going to be late. And then I'm going to do this. And then this. And it's like, slow down. Take a deep breath. Now, filter your thoughts through what you want to happen and focus your energy on that. It's game changing in how you experience something. If you just take a minute and remind yourself that you can control your thoughts despite the fact that something is happening to you. And granted, it's easier said than done also depending on what is happening to you. But if you just 
start to practice it, even in small things like your drink order was wrong or you were late to work because you didn't give yourself enough time. That's something that happened to me frequently when I was in New York. I was always running late because I never gave myself, I gave myself just enough time to get there, but not taking into account that the MTA and the subway is just not my friend, not any of our friends some days. So take a minute, reframe your thoughts. Remember that you're in control and that despite the fact that a shitty thing might be happening to you, you can control how you experience it. Think to yourself how you want to experience it. I think it's helpful to write it down if it's something that, you know, might be like my dad in the hospital. I did a manifesting exercise with him, actually. We did a wouldn't it be nice if, and I helped him do it. He, I laid it in front of him and he was in his like, can't see through the fog. And I was like, I can see through the fog. So here are some things maybe that you might want to bring to reality. And I wrote them down and he was like, yeah. And then that gave him some, a couple other ideas. And then I added like a couple, just one or two for me and tore it out of my notebook and gave it to him and was like, and I gave him some directions too. I was like, read this list and spend at least a few minutes with each bullet point. I think there were like maybe like six or something and look at it every day. Like really be present with this and I think he did his homework because I came back a couple of days. I I was going back every day, but I could see he, he was like kind of his mindset had shifted. He was seeing through that fog and thinking about the bigger picture again. And that can change your experience. I hope this is making sense. It's something I'm passionate about because I think it's amazing that when we feel like we're the small person or thing in this world, but we actually have so much control like as individuals and people if we just really like get in tune with ourselves and do the work it's hard like it's hard my default used to be the worst thing's gonna happen like i'm gonna go on this date and we're like not gonna hit it off and it's gonna be awkward at the end when he like leans in and tries to kiss me and i like don't want to kiss him on a first date because come on people like can we slow down a bit like I'm not like a prude, but I'm also like, uh, can we like naturally get there also? So that being said, it is easy to default to negative or like the thing that you don't want to happen and you speak that aloud. But once you start to practice more, shifting your mind to things that you want to happen and being conscious about that and then taking your thoughts and turning them into actions because uh, that is a huge part of manifesting. It's not just thinking things. It's really putting them to action and following through. You'll see that it'll become a habit and start to be second nature. And it's a beautiful thing. I, I like being feeling like I'm in control. Like, uh, no, no, this thing is happening to me and I can be reactive or I can also choose how I react and choose how much energy I give to this person or thing or scenario. And I feel like it gives you more peace of mind too. And at least in my experience, it's given me more peace of mind. Like sometimes when Marco and I will get into small little arguments and he's like assuming that he's like stressing me out or something, I'm like, uh, no, I'm listening right now and I'm quiet and maybe, maybe I'm making a little bit of a face, but I choose to be stressed out. I choose to be angry. Like you can't choose that for me. 
and sometimes he's like has to like stop for a second and i'm not trying to be a smart ass but i'm just trying to also remind him like this might be happening that traditionally maybe would piss me off or like upset me but i can decide how i want to react to it and there's days when i'm like i don't have time for this like it's just not that significant and then there's days where i'm like come on like maybe you know but the moral of the story is that we control how we give our energy how we act and i think that's a beautiful thing so i hope to talk about this more in 2024 in different ways that feel you know relatable and applicable to life and i am so excited for this year and everything that's to come i am very open transparent and authentic and that is very important to me to bring that to the podcast and share you know about my life and i want to do more of that this year because I want to make sure that a anyone that's listening knows that I'm not perfect. I I'm not perfect at all. I have my own struggles and I go through things. Not that anyone was was thinking that, but this podcast is a safe space for me recording and it's my passion project and the way that I get to tap into my creativity and it's pushing me to grow in new ways and ways that I'm loving and ways that are helping me become more me and i want this space for everyone that's listening to also be a space that is something that embraces new perspectives acknowledges that there's ups and downs in life but helps you navigate through them and helps you be more productive maybe in in ways of productive on how you spend your energy and help inspire you to take time for yourself and your creative passions because i think in inherently we all especially as children we all have creative creativity within us but as we get older and life happens and responsibilities set in it's easy for that to fall to the wayside there's so many ways to take time for yourself from like self-care it doesn't have to be like traditionally creative but just something that like fills your cup up and ignites your soul a little bit if you have a passion already you probably know what i mean when i say that if you don't that's okay that's what we're here for. This is like, we're precisely nowhere. Rose and I were onto something when we thought of this name. It was not just thrown out there. It, we're precisely nowhere. We're all always growing. Got a text message from my dad because he's coming over to bring Marco and I some caldo, which is Spanish for, I mean, it's like a, it's like a soup. He makes, oh, he makes such great caldo. It's, I think the one that he made right is has chicken in it and a lot of veggies and oh the flavor in it, it's just it's that it's something that you eat if you're like not feeling good like for instance my dad's eating right now and you need to get better it's just very like homey and just really it's it's, it's the best so going to eat dinner with him in a little bit by the time this comes out we will have eaten dinner already but in the spirit of transparency i'm not going to edit things out but also just go with the flow and vibe of the episode so on that note movie review if you haven't watched it yet four things with emma stone it won a couple golden globes recently i think best motion picture for like a musical or comedy and then she won best actor in like a musical or comedy like a female actor and which i think was an upset from some of the articles that i've been reading because i think a lot of people thought that margot robbie and like 
Barbie would win. Granted, it was a great movie. But if you haven't seen Poor Things, highly recommend. Marco was the one who wanted to go see it. So I tagged along because I'm very open to the things that I watch. (laughs) And it was so good. It's like a little bit of black and white color set in a different time. Gives slight Wes Anderson vibes, but is not by Wes Anderson. It's actually a Greek director. And... Mark Ruffalo's in it, Emma Stone. It is really good and very like fantasy, science, quirky, lots of sexual scenes. But, you know, I'm I'm progressive thinker and so is Marco. And I'm like, hmm, just part of the plot. And <laughs> it makes sense with the story. So I'm going to lean in here. But it is really great. Highly recommend it. If you like any sort of Wes Anderson type movies or like science-y, fantasy movies, the cinematography is beautiful. Oh, I I honestly have been thinking about cinematography every day about it. I was like, it's just, it, it's so awesome to see what creatives and artists can do. You know, the storytelling is, is really smart and makes sense because it's already winning awards. But check it out for things. And trends. So many trends coming back. Jelly sandals have been back for a minute now. I wore those as a child. Barbie. I mean, a lot of us millennials played with them. I feel like that was more of a millennial toy, maybe. Like Barbie's been around for a while, but I just like for me. I, I I had Barbies and I played with them for a, a few years there. And music. Green Day, like I mean SpongeBob's been trending, but I feel like trending even more so now just all of these things coming back and i'm like okay now i feel old because i used to when i was a little kid bicker with my dad sometimes about music and he'd be like you didn't invent hip-hop like my generation did because his generation was like you know tupac biggie like all of the heavy hitter like iconic hip-hop old school people and there were newer people coming out my dad's like this is not hip-hop <laughs> And this is not new, actually. So that's how I feel now with all of these trends coming back. Scrunchies, they were out. Now they're in again. They were in. I feel old. But I'm loving it and really embracing it. I love scrunchies. SpongeBob, I've been watching here and there with Marco, and that's really fun to watch. And music, I'm loving all the music that's coming back, especially things that are trending on like TikTok and Instagram. And I'm like, this is not a new song, but I'm here for it. I'm here for the vibes. And as long as Gen Z doesn't try to be like, we discovered this, which I'm not saying that they do that, but I feel like society sometimes is like attributes Gen Z to like making it trendy again. And I'm like, well, maybe that's fact. Maybe. It was cool already. They just discovered it recently and currently on social all the time because they've grown up with social media because they don't know dial-up. They don't know life without a smartphone or social platforms. And they have years. They have years on us, you know? They were young. They had so much time as children to, like, figure all these, like, platforms out. And they still have time because some of them, like, aren't. I mean, they're in high school, not working yet. And because they've been on social for so long, they've a lot of them are 
amazing and have managed to be like entrepreneurs and have escaped corporate America altogether. So, so happy for Gen Z. But can we just acknowledge that millennials have paved the way? Gonna tease this topic for now, but if you're a millennial, I think you'd probably agree with me. And if you're a Gen Zer, I love you. I really do. I think Gen Z is awesome. And I Gen Z is gonna help millennials together. We're gonna save the world. But just the fact that, you know, millennials know what's up. We are trendsetters too, corporate America. Like we are trendsetters too. It's not just all about Gen Z brands. It's about millennials too. And maybe you should show us a little bit of love before we all escape to different countries because we already all all are doing that. So think about it. Just noodle on that. Until next week. I love you all. Thank you for listening. Music and editing done by Marco. You can find him at midnight, M-I-D-N-I-T-E underscore mind eight zero on Instagram for more of his work.